Hebraic if you got if you got your Bible and turn to Nehemiah chapter three. That's where we're gonna camp out tonight. <clears throat> and um, as you're doing that, I just want to welcome uh, some some new faces uh, in a minute. So it's by the way, it's so good. Uh, the the meal uh, tonight was so good. Um, thank you, uh, Nathan and Mankid and the, the Bible study team for doing that. Uh, that was uh, worth. Uh, $5 and more. And so, by the way, we're going to keep continuing to do that every two weeks when we meet as a, as a big group. And so I think the next one uh, is going to be Tobias' group. Yeah. And uh, Tobias has mentioned that he's a good cook. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm kind of setting my expectation pretty high up there. And so no pressure, brother. Uh, but yeah, just get ready. Uh, for the next meal. And, and, and please uh, invite your friends. That's part of the reason why we do that. Number one is we want uh, us to come and eat a healthy, balanced meal that's good, that's not too expensive. So that was one of the goals that we get to, you know, just bre- uh, bre- break bread together, okay, and, and fellowship like uh, the book of Acts. But the second thing is also everyone enjoys a good meal, right? So it's just a great opportunity to just invite friends co-workers, family members to just come and, and hey, we're going to have a, a small service and then there's going to be food. Uh, if they're new, man, we, we can even cover them, right? Just a way that, that to love on them. Is that cool? Uh, so those who are doing the marketing, let's make sure that we have some sort of uh, poster or something that we can forward with that meal. What, what, what's that meal going to be? And that way people will come for the food, but then they end up getting uh, spiritual food as well. Amen. Um, by the way, uh, hello to the people online. Uh, Jisoo, can you hear me? Andrew Best, yep. Renee, can you hear me? Just want to make sure. We can hear you. Awesome. Thank you. All right. There are people online as well. Okay. So we do have new faces with us tonight. Uh, so I met, I met, uh, Alice. Alice is here with us, uh, tonight. There you go. That's Alice. Alice is from Rwanda. Yeah, I'm telling you, yeah, man, I, I, I told her I want to know more about Rwanda. You don't normally meet a, a person from Rwanda. I met a lot of Nigerians, Kenyans, but not Rwanda. So I want to know more about Rwanda. So if you don't want to know more about Rwanda, make sure you meet uh, Alice. And then uh, Julia is here with us as well. Julia, okay, um, UMKC student, uh, Amy, Amy as well. But by the way, Julia has a, is a, not from Vietnam, but her heritage is Vietnamese. And then uh, Amy is uh, from Taiwan, right? Yeah. So both doing biology at UMKC. Uh, and, then, and then Stevens. Steven without the S. Yeah, Steven is here. So, uh, so welcome uh, to, to our uh, mini service here on Thursday. We meet every two weeks as a big group. And then uh, the other week, uh, we meet smaller groups. Girls with girls and guys with guys. Did I miss something? Okay, you, you gave me. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, so I do have one prayer request before we jump into the book. So I always just ask uh, our leaders team, is there anything that we need to pray for? And then one uh, came up uh, that, that we do want to remember praying. And so Abishai, if you don't know, uh, Abishai is, uh, she's due. She's actually overdue. Okay, so anytime now, uh, but the way that I guess their insurance work is that uh, she has to kind of have the baby by Tuesday in order for her to be eligible for the birthing center, okay, uh, which is kind of more the natural way of, you know, birthing. Uh, if they don't have that, um, like if, if, if that, the baby doesn't come by that time, then they will have to go to a hospital uh, to do inducing, okay, which is kind of not her preferred uh, choice. So, man, uh, she really wants a natural birth, uh, if all possible. So, uh, she she wants to ask for prayer. So, can we can we pray for that? Um, so, we'll pray for that. We'll pray for tonight, and then we'll jump into uh, Nehemiah chapter three. Cool, Father, we thank you so much uh, for tonight, uh, Lord. Just uh, Lord, just good food. Uh, thank you for the hands that made it. Uh, Lord, I pray that, that your 
for your anointing that the spiritual food will be just as good, if not better. And so, Lord, nourish us with your word. And uh, God, we, we pray for, for uh, Abishai. And Lord, uh, uh, we, we want to ask for your favor in this matter. Uh, Lord, we don't want to twist your arm in any way. But Lord, we do want to ask for your favor. Uh, and uh, Lord, that ask that uh, you would allow uh, the baby to come uh, before Tuesday. Uh, Lord, it will be so cool uh, for Abishai. That's something that uh, she desires. And so, Lord, we just want to uh, petition this on her behalf. Together, we agree, Lord, that uh, you would grant her that. Uh, if not, Lord, you, Lord, all the glory to you, Lord. Just the gift of a newborn is amazing. Uh, but regardless, Lord, we want to pray for a healthy mama and healthy baby. Uh, again, Lord, we, we pray for this time. And, uh, Lord, that you would... Um, uh, Lord, help us to focus on your word, uh, that your Holy Spirit would do the work of convicting and showing us uh, where, uh, what areas uh, in our life that uh, we need to be transformed. And only you and you alone can transform us. And so, Lord, we want to yield to you. Uh, we want to come tonight with a measure of faith. And, uh, Lord, we see that throughout Scripture. When people come to you, even with a small faith, uh, Lord, you work miracles in their life. And so, Lord, I know a group this size, there are people that desperately need you. We all need you. But then there are those that desperately need you. I need you desperately too. And so, God, just ask that you bless this time and give us a good time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we are in Nehemiah chapter 3. Nehemiah chapter 3. The last time we met, we went over the, the gates uh, in Nehemiah about rebuilding the gates. So for those who are of you who are new, just a bit of context so that you can uh, follow along with what um, we are going through. We are, we're going through the book of Nehemiah where the children of Israel has been suffering affliction and reproach after they were sent to captivity and so they couldn't worship. Uh, their capital city, Jerusalem, I mean, is in shambles. Uh, the walls are broken. The gates are burned in fire. And so uh, they are just um, very vulnerable, and there's no honor in that. And people that pass by Jerusalem uh, doesn't give them any respect. And, and, and so without the walls, there's no security in their life. So everyday life is just um, without security, right? And so, so we see one man, his name is Nehemiah, when he heard the story of how his people, the remnant people in Jerusalem were suffering, uh, man, his heart just broke. That's why he's a man of compassion. But not only he's a man of compassion, man, he's a man of prayer. And so he brought that issue to the Lord. He interceded on uh, the people's behalf and asked the Lord, God, God, don't let this continue. Because God's intention is to bless his people. And so we see that in Nehemiah chapter 1. And so he fasted and he prayed. And then he went and got other people to come alongside and to pray with him. And God answered his prayer in a big way, and God gave favor to this king. This king who is not even a believer, God gave him uh, favor, and then he got all the resources that he needed to go to Jerusalem to help uh, build this, this wall. Uh, and so, so, so for, for those of us who are new here or, or, or don't understand, so what does this wall do? How does that apply to you and me today? Because we're not going to build any physical walls right now. Uh, so we know Proverbs 25. Uh, verse 28, uh, it says that he that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls, without walls, okay? And so, so the spirit here referring to your emotion, your disposition, your mood, your temper and everything. So you're just easily triggered, if you will. Uh, and you can't control your emotions. You can't control your spirit. And, and, and so... You know, people, the, the devil can attack you anytime. No problem, right? Your flesh uh, wants this and then you always give in, right? You have no control over your spirit. So it's like a city that's without wall. And so, so that's the application for us. And that's why this rebuilding of the wall is so important for us to understand. And so when we read Nehemiah chapter 3, we know that this is a chapter that could be very boring, uh, for people who just read it because it's just a bunch of people with, with names and, and then the gates and the walls they built. And so when you read it, they're like, ah, what's, ah just 
<laughs> read quickly and just, okay, great, great, great. You know, but there, 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 there's a lot more meaning to it if we just kind of slow down. And we, we already seen from the last time when we met that uh, the, the words in the Bible mean something. And the names of people in the Bible mean something. And we could extract so much information uh, from Nehemiah chapter 3. And so the big picture of chapter 3, just a review. Okay. Uh, so we already went through the children of Israel is rebuilding the wall so that they no longer live in reproach. Uh, we see that in Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 18. We, we see that the build, rebuilding of the wall was a precursor of remnant Jews having revival in their life. So in order for them to have revival in their life, the walls must first be built. You see, must first be built before Nehemiah chapter 8 came and Ezra brought the book of the law and then they finally have stability in their life to be attentive to the word. You see, when, when people's life are broken, really terrible, they can't hear anything. They can't hear anything. It's just, just constant hurt. And, 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 and so they, you know, they need their, their life built up. And, and even with us, we got, we got things in our life. Sometimes we hide insecurities and different things. And sometimes because of those things, uh, we have no rule over our, our own spirit, our own emotion. And so you can come to Bible studies. You can come to Sunday nights. You can come to different things. But you know what? It can't get through. Because the problems is shouting so loud in your life. You can't hear anything. You know what I mean? And so this is very applicable. That, that rebuilding of the wall was necessary, was required before that they had a revival in their life. And then point number three here, the Bible through Nehemiah, we, we see this. If, if Read this at home when you can. You will see that Nehemiah organized these gates. You know, the sequence of these gates is no coincidence. It was very deliberate, right? It was done such a way that tells us a, uh, an inspirational application in rebuilding a person, a church, and even a nation. In this case, it was rebuilding the nation of Israel. Okay, it's, it's no, uh, it is no um, uh, um, surprise because doing God's will is what produces the fruit of the Spirit, right, in, in New Testament application. Number four, the work was voluntary and done through a group effort, a team effort. Okay, and we, we saw the importance of working as a team. And, and the Bible teaches that the church is the body of Christ and, and, and members, right, that have particular gift. And so how important it is for the people of God to work together and not be rambles, right? So important for every, and every member is important. Number five, God is a recorder of names. And we made that point last time as well that you see all, all these names, it, was like, it doesn't mean anything to us because we don't know them. But you know what? The things that you do in Christ, not for Christ, in Christ, in Christ's power, you know what? Your name is recorded. When you rebuild, right? God, when you build God's kingdom, when you rebuild your wall, when you rebuild other people's wall, your name is recorded. You built something, and God's like, yeah, yeah, I knew. I, I, I know that. You, you helped build that person's wall in his life so that he or she can hear the gospel properly, right? So important. God remembers, and, and we'll see that in the last gate, the, the, the gate of Nifkar. It's actually the, the, you know, it's the gate where the judgment seat of Christ is. Spoiler alert, Okay. Uh, and then, and then we uh, last last bit in the big picture, we see also the rebuilding of the wall often begin at home. Verse ten, verse twenty-three, verse thirty. We talked about this last time that there was uh, the people in the team building not only the walls in Jerusalem, but bu also building their house. And and Nehemiah records this and endorses this as part of the rebuilding process. And we made the point of how that that it is, you know, so important because rebuilding often begin at home, right? Rebuilding often begin at home, when right? If your home is always dysfunction, right? If your marriage is always dysfunction or, or what, you know, your, your house situation, roommate situation is always dysfunction, man, it's again hard to operate. And so Nehemiah endorses this is part of the rebuilding process. 
the fabric of the society starts at home. And so we saw also the people that built their houses when they got done, they helped build someone else's house as well. We saw the, the same name appear, rebuilding other people's house. And that's what God wants us to do. Okay, so that's the big picture of chapter uh, three. We'll review the first four gates uh, quickly, uh, just so that uh, the new people can kind of follow, uh, follow with us. So the, one, the first one is sheep gate. Again, I'm not going to go through at length here, but just quickly, the sheep gate here, uh, again, the sheep is, is, is lamb, right? And, and we know that this is um, the, 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 the gate that every person who wants to get saved needs to go through. Okay, every person who wants to get saved needs to, to go through. And, and the key point here is we must humble ourselves to enter this gate, right? The, this is the part where we have to recognize that uh, we are sinners, right? As Lee has kind of shared his testimony, you know, until he recognized that he's a sinner, you don't need a phys physician, right? If, if you're not sick, you don't need a physician. If a person doesn't recognize that they are a sinner, right, and the gravity of their sin, they don't need a savior. See, I, you know, if you know my testimony, I, I knew about sin, but I just didn't know the gravity of my sin. And it was only until God opened up my eyes, like, oh my goodness, I'm pretty wicked. And I was a pretty good liar too, you know. And, uh, and I didn't really see that because I, I just always thought, well, it's not as bad as that guy. I was not as, you know, bad as this person, you know, and surely I'll be okay. But man, when I saw my own wickedness and God revealed that to me because I was, well, God was pursuing me and then I responded and I said, God, I want to know you. And then God's like, okay. He shined a light in my life. I'm like, oh, wow. And then I start crying and bawling. And I knew I had no hope. No hope. Humbled myself, cried out to the Lord, I need you. And I remember, you know, all this time I went to church, you know, not, not regularly, but hear about Jesus and his sacrifice. For the first time, it all connected. Like, I need Jesus. I'm like, like I, I probably heard that a hundred times, but it just never... <laughs> Like connect, yeah, sure, Jesus, yeah, 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 Jesus, yeah, uh, bookshelf, you know, put put the Bible in the bookshelf, yeah, good, great, yeah, yeah, I go, to, you know, people ask me, are, uh, are you, what, what's your religion? Oh, I'm a Christian. Uh, yeah, I go to church sometimes, like once, uh, like twice a year, <laughs> something like that. But I was a Christian because that's what I identified with when I was growing up, but had no clue until I humbled myself to enter into this gate, and we talked about how this gate needs to be entered daily by believers as well, right? And we talk about that this time, it's not that we're calling God to die again. He died once and it was sufficient, but now God is asking us to die, calling us to be a living sacrifice, Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, right? So that our minds can be renewed. So God wants us to, wants to renew our minds so that we don't be conformed to the world, but be conformed to Him. And so God wants us to be like Christ. In fact, Christian means little Christ. And so, so he, the Bible says we are the light of this world. And so without that transforming peace, there's no power to witness to other people. Your words is not good enough. Your, your life, and, and when, God, when you enter into this gate daily as a believer, Jesus Christ, there's transforming power. And, and people like, there is no way, like my sister's like, there's no way this is my brother. And that's how they kind of, because, man, I was naughty, right? I was the only son, four uh, older sisters. And, and so there's this, uh, I guess, uh, youngest son syndrome, you know? And, and, and so, man, they're like, when I, when I believe in Christ, uh, you know, they're like, this is a different person, right? And I, I kept wanting to share the gospel with my sisters and I got to lead them to Christ, right? And, and because I allowed God to renew my mind, you know, and, and, and you guys know that, but man, we need to be reminded to enter into this gate and it, it requires sacrifice on our part. It will cost you something, right? Because for us, man, I just want to be in charge. But, but, this, but presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice, man, that's hard. Like getting what God wants and not what I want, man, that's hard, Right? And so that, that is the bit, uh, key point one is we must humble ourselves to enter this gate. And then the second one is the fish gate. And we say that one of the names that, that built this gate was, was this guy called Hassaniah 
it means pricky or torn, thorny or a goat, okay? Uh, so uh, I made the joke of God has called us to be a prick, but not really, okay? Not really, but the idea is to goat, right? Like to probe uh, people because, you know, you have to at some point uh, talk about sin, just like we talked about. You got to share about sin before you can share about the Savior, right? And that's not a... That is not a conversation that is kind of fun, <laughs> right? How do you tactfully uh, share that in a way that doesn't offend that person so much, you know, that 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 person doesn't want to hear you? Uh, and so, man, that requires a lot of wisdom, right? And and boldness. And so, even Paul, the apostle Paul, asked for what the door of utterance. It was the door of utterance. It wasn't so much like send me a guy, but but God, like, tell me what to say. Tell me what to say, the door of utterance. So you meet people every day. It's just about what do I say? That is what this, this bit is. So, so I want to say the fish gate, if you kind of uh, join back to this idea of rebuilding your wall, why is the fish gate there? It's interesting. What, what, what does that have to do with sharing the gospel with someone? And, and I was just thinking more about it after I preached. And I thought, man, this is really cool. Because when you share the gospel with people, you, you would inevitably right, see the value of a soul. Right? When you share the gospel and someone gets saved, and then you see their life transform before your eyes. I mean, wow. I mean, from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, you see real transformation when a person gets saved. And then you know what? your problems become a lot smaller, right? Your perspective of things like, oh, the stuff that bothers you a lot doesn't bother you as much. Why? Because, you, 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 man, souls are getting saved. And so what if my laundry is not done? What if my living room is not like tidied up as, as much, if you will? Uh, you know, my roommate is like do, doing this to me or whatever, right? Like, it's okay to be a bit messy, but man, this guy, this person is saved. And I spend that time sharing the gospel instead of cleaning my room, if you will. Uh, but clean your room, okay? Uh, 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 man, and uh, so, so, right? You know what I'm saying? So our, our, our little problems kind of fades away. And so I, I thought this is so cool that God is like, the first thing he asks his disciples to do is say, come, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men like man that's genius like he, he's already thinking about how to transform their mind into god's currency which is souls of men right and then uh, the word of god because it's like follow me and i'm the word of god i'm jesus i'm the word of god and so this fish gate is so important for us to remember who knows part of healing ourselves is sharing the gospel isn't that crazy like, that's built in. Like, when you share the gospel, you heal your soul, you heal your spirit. Okay, so if you're depressed, go share the gospel. Right? If you're depressed, go share the gospel, and uh, you'll be better. Okay? Uh, and um, so key point number two is the becoming a fisher of men gives us perspective in life. Be, uh, becoming a fisher of men gives us perspective in, in life. So... Uh, the, the, the third gate here is the old gate, uh, old gate, uh, and that uh, old gate is in um, uh, verse 6, okay, in verse 6. Okay, so this is establishing the Word of God as the foundation uh, in our life. Establishing uh, the Word of God as the foundation in, in our life. Okay, so we, we see in Jeremiah, it talks about the old path uh, uh, is the good way and walk therein and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they say we will not walk therein. Um, and I set a watchman over you saying, hearken to the sound of the trumpet. They say we will not hearken. Therefore hear ye nations and know, O congregation, what is among them. Hear, O earth. Behold, I will bring evil upon this people, even the fruits of their thoughts, because they have not hearkened unto my words. This is the old path. Go back to the word of God. So this old gate is referring 
to the Word and establishing God's Word uh, in our life. And uh, so, so we, we, we see all these names associated with building this gate and building this wall. And it, it's, it's amazing. It's in your notes. Jehoiada, God knows. Right? Taseya, um, people are, are, are limping. Right? And so God's word can fix that. Meshulam, befriend. Uh, and I thought this is a good uh, 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 bit where God wants you to be your friend. God wants to be a friend to you. Not just like God, but God wants you to be a friend. I, I thought, wow, how cool is, how cool is that? Besoida, counsel of the Lord. God wants to give you counsel. Malaita, God wants to deliver you. Uh, Jaden, uh, uh, thankful. We need to be thankful for what God is doing. Uziel, strength of God. Uh, Hahaya, fear of God. Hananiah, God has favored. Raphael, God has cured. Jediah, praise of God. Hatush, forsaking sin. Makilja, appointed by the Lord. Hashub, intelligent. If you want to be intelligent, man, read the word. Establish the word. And, and we saw that in, in the gospel when people, those fishermen, supposed to be uneducated. And the people are like, man, how, how come these people are so wise? Because they have walked with the Lord. You know? Um, shalom, reward, recompense, okay? So, so this is an uh, important gate for us to remember and to establish in our life because uh, it's the foundation in which we can know when counterfeit comes, okay? When counterfeit comes, man, we know that, no, 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 this is, this is the truth because there's so many relative truth out there these days. My truth, this truth, uh, you know, all kinds of truth, if you will. And people are confused and we live in a world where everyone is claiming their truth. But man, when you put the word of God as your final authority, man, you have an anchor. And that anchors you, right, to what God says and then you reap that reward. Okay, so, so that is getting faith in our life, right? Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so this is, this is faith and, and that person gets that in the word of God, Okay. But this faith is not tested yet, okay? And that's where we enter into the valley gate. So that's the fourth gate, valley gate, right? Valley, we, we looked at Psalm 23. Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And so God will, will allow things to happen in our life. Like we, we listen uh, in, in Kaya about Job and how, uh, you know, God says, have you considered my servant Job? You know, and, and, and because he knows Job is ready, you see. And so God is not going to give you a test that you are not ready. You know that? God is going to give you a, a test that is proportional to the faith that you have. You know, just like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm teaching my, my, my daughter. She's, you know, turning four here very soon. And I always give her tests, but never a test that's more than what she can handle. Right? That's what a good father does. And, and so our father in heaven, who is perfect, right, man, wants to like wants us to actualize that faith so that that faith is, is based on like, man, substance. Like, I, yeah, I can trust God. Because until faith, right, is tested, how do you know it's real faith? Right? And so that's the valley gate. And, and the people that built it, built it Hanun, right, uh, is... is Merciful, gracious, we will find grace and mercy in the valley. See? Um, uh, so we, we need to remember that. Uh, Hebrews 12.5 says, And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you, as unto children, my son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor feign when thou art rebuked. So, uh, Key point number four here is the valley gate is prepare for trials in your life. Prepare for trials in your life because they are coming if they're not already here, right? Trials are always, always there if it's not coming uh, in your life. So we need to be prepared for trials in your life. And that's how you add to your faith virtue. Add to your faith virtue, right? Virtue is simply obeying what God has already taught you. And so sometimes we want more knowledge, more knowledge. I want to know more. God's like, I'm not going to teach you more. Yeah, you're going to come and study the Bible. You're going to come to Sunday. You're going to come to church and everything. But you know what? You're not really learning. You know why? 
because the things that I have taught you already, you're not obeying. So why would I want to teach you more? And so you have these people, you know, if we're not careful, we have big hits and, and we're not having power in our life to overcome, you know, our, our own sin and problems. And you're like, you know, bad place. And so we need trials in life. Uh, we need to go through valleys in order to strengthen our walk with God. Okay, so that's where we jump into the fifth gate, okay? Fifth gate is where we left off the dung gate, okay? Uh, dung, okay, uh, you, know, you, you know, dung in the, in the Bible can mean two things. One is crap, okay? Uh, and then the other one is just refuse or garbage, okay? Uh, the context here is more garbage or rubbish uh, than of, uh, of the, the other one, okay? But this is the gate where the refuse and rubbish was taken out of the valley, uh, and, and it's burned, it's burned, okay? Uh, so, so if we compare scripture to scripture, you know, with Philippians chapter three, Philippians chapter three, if we can turn to Philippians chapter three for a second, uh, this is just a, a good reminder. Philippians chapter three, this is Paul, right? Talking about dung, right? Uh, and I think in, in his case, it was crap. He was talking about crap, Okay. And I want to make that connection here, dung and dung, okay? Uh, but, but the working definition I want to give us for dung in, in our time, dung is a form of righteousness or accomplish, accomplishment gained through confidence in the flesh. Okay? Dung is a form of righteousness or accomplishment gained through confidence in the flesh. Okay, see, see what Paul says here. You know, Paul is talking about this, this thing. You know, Paul is a pretty accomplished person, generally speaking. Okay, verse 4 in Philippians chapter 3, he says that, Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any man thinketh he that hath whereof he might tr trust in the flesh, I more. Man, I more. I got more. He says, circumcise the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrew, as touching the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness, which is the law, blameless. Man, that guy follows the letter of the law to the T. I mean, if you bring, if, you know, girls, if you bring this guy to, to your parents, man, he would check, 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 check. Man, he checks all the box. Right, accomplished person in society, in his, in his religion and so on. But yet, verse 7 says, But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ, yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, which is what he was referring to. He was following the law. He was trying to do the right thing. Right? How many times, man, when you know, you're trying to do the right thing? Right? But, but if it's not in Christ, it's, it's in the flesh. Right? Then we are placing our confidence in the flesh instead of God, right? And what will happen is, like, subtly and slowly, you know what will happen? Self-righteousness would happen. Because you will start to think, man, the things that, like, the respect that I got from people, and it was because I did that. You know, you know what I'm saying? Even work, when you have favor in the work, and then you work a hard hard work, 40 hours, 50 hours, and, you know, and so on. And then you're doing well, and suddenly you're like, I work, I deserve. You know, or, or, or you know, again, the context is, of, is, is righteousness. When I do something good, I account it to me. And that happens, guys. You know, Mark Trotter just, you know, put something uh, on his Facebook. I love following Mark Trotter's uh, post, man. Just so insightful and so good. It talked about like, like there's ulterior motive with people, you know, even in doing good, just to make themselves look good. You know, in Luke 14, when he was uh, giving a, a banquet and, 
you know, it was more of just to um, uh, do good back to a person or to let other people like, oh, look at how generous I am. You know, so there's ulterior motive. And it's like, you know, look at how generous, look at how righteous, look at how good I am. And I'm telling you, very subtly, the, the flesh will do that. Our flesh, because we want to please, right? And yet, uh, we see this dung gate is, is so important for us to remember to take out this self-righteousness, right? Which is, which is key point number five. Key point number five is to, to rid, devalue self-righteousness. Devalue it. Count it as dung, like crap. Count it like dung. It, man, it doesn't worth that much in the end, right? Because, man, we want to be found in the righteousness of God, just like Paul says, which is true, the faith of Christ, that's true, believing what God can do and will do. And then he does something and like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. He did it. And then you can give all the glory back to God. But man, we have this process where we have to rid all this, all this self-righteousness out of us. If not, man, we would follow a set of laws. We will follow a set of rules and then we claim that to be, yeah, I'm following, the God. I'm following God. And then suddenly, suddenly you don't even know you're following another God. You're following another gospel. Just like in Galatians. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, uh, we already know Christ, but, but now, hey, you know what? We, circumcision is still in and we're going to do that. And that has a higher level of righteousness. Like, Paul's like, no, 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 don't do that. I, I marvel that... You, you're so soon removed, right, by the gospel, right? And, and it's really uh, crazy here because this dung gate, it goes out to the valley of Hinnom. And the valley of Hinnom is, is the word Gehenna, which is a place of misery and torment. So as much as, you know, people who achieve self-righteousness, it's, it's a misery and torment because in, in reality, they know they... They, they don't have the real deal. And they have to fight, fight, fight to fake it all the time. And it gets tiring after a while. Does that make sense? It gets tiring after a while. You know, the children of Israel and the king of Judah, right? When, when they, when they um, slowly, right, mingle and did the things that God didn't want them to do, you know where they end up? That same valley of Hinnom is where they burn their children alive to Moloch and Baal. How did, how, did you get, how did they get there? Slowly. Slowly. You know, so this dung gate, we, 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 we need to enter it. We need to examine ourselves. Man, is there this self-righteousness, you know, things that I just do so that I look good, um, so that I feel good about myself, Kind of thing that I need to rid, and then I place right my righteousness in Christ, right, and and man, then that's that's how God designed it to be. Genesis fifteen six. Abraham, uh, it says, and Abraham he believed in the Lord, and the Bible says, and he counted it to him for righteousness. Wow. That's like a, a complete difference with, with how the world works, right? The world is, is about, you give me money and then the currency is money. And in God's currency, it's belief. Believe me, believe what I say is faith. Okay, so moving on uh, to the, the sixth gate is the fountain gate. And this gate is used by people for cleaning before approaching the temple. It's where the source of the water is. And, and God would, would refer the fountain as himself. Uh, in the Old Testament, you see that in many places. I'll point one out to you. It's in your notes. Jeremiah 2.13 says, For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed them out cisterns. Broken cisterns that can hold no water, right? God's like, come to me. I'm the, I'm the fountain of living water. 
right? And check out what this means to us in the New Testament. John 7, 38, also in your notes. He that believe on me, as the scripture have said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Okay, so, so the fountain gate, right? Um, uh, yeah, the fountain gate here is, is referring to the Holy Spirit. The fountain gate here is referring to the Holy Spirit. Okay, look at some of the names. Look at some of the names that we see. Again, won't go through all, all the verses here, uh, but uh, you can see uh, fountain gate is between verse 15 to 25. Uh, verse 15 to 25 in Nehemiah. Let me turn myself back there as well. 15 to 25 is the fountain gate. Okay, so let's, let's look at some of the names here and see what we can learn from it. Okay, Shalom. Shalom. Okay, but the gate of the fountain repaired Shalom, the son of Koheza, the ruler part of Mispar. Okay, so just let's, let's go through them. Shalom, it means to make whole. Isn't what the Holy Spirit does? Is to make us whole. And Kohoze is to have vision, all-seeing. The, the Holy Spirit is, is given to us by Jesus Christ as the comforter, but also to guide us in all things. So if, if we don't follow the Holy Spirit and we follow ourselves, man, we can't, we can't see further along. And it's so important to have that vision. Okay? And then mitzpah means, uh, may God watch over you or watch tower. Don't let, don't let that be stolen by uh, the, the Mormons. Okay? Watch tower is actually a biblical thing that God is watching over us and we need a watchtower and that's the Holy Spirit. And then Siloa, sent. Again, Holy Ghost sent us to different things, sent us to different missions. When, 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 when Paul was separated, it, who, who separated him? Who sent him? It was the Holy Ghost. Siloa sent him. Okay? And then, and then you see uh, so many more names there. Nehemiah, God has comforted. Holy Spirit is our comforter. Azbuk, to be strong. Rehom, merciful, compassionate. Bani, built. Bavai, my goings. Hanadat, grace of the beloved. Ezer, help aid. Jeshua, savior. Baruch, bless. Zabai, meaning. Eliashib, God of conversion. Uh, Merimoth, to be high. Or bitterness, cause. Beauty, order. Okay, and then, and then just on and on, uh, we see this, the, the, the names of these people mean something. And it just reminds me of the Holy Spirit. Um, Psalm 36, verse 9. For with thee is the fountain of life. In thy light shall we see light. Proverbs 13, 14 says, The law of the wise is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of the devil. And so key point number six, fountain gate. We need to walk in the Spirit. We need to walk in the Spirit. And so part of rebuilding our own wall, right? You're going through a lot of situations, a lot of difficult situations, and you don't know what to do. Walk in the Spirit. You're facing a lot of temptation in your life, and, and the Bible says, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And so that, man... Wow, right there. That is the key. Walk in the Spirit. And so then your own spirit doesn't, can't control you. Your own spirit can't control you. And so, so man, the key here is to get, the, to enter this fountain gate. And how do we do that practically speaking? So Ephesians 5, 19, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord giving thanks always uh, uh, unto, unto God um, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourself one to another in the fear of God. Sorry, I can't even read my own handwriting there. <laughs> so, so, so when we look at this, I mean, my goodness, 
uh, have you guys been depressed or like feel like bad like from time to time right especially with covid and man it's just I, I you know i don't know about you but this year has been really tough for me i mean anything that could go wrong went wrong uh i i work in the real estate industry and things that normally take like you know like this much time like it it is like 10 times longer just you know people because of people and problems and, and you're like wow my how how do you maintain like soberness <laughs> right how do you maintain the joy of the lord how do you maintain all this and and i tell you what what really helps me is is these verses here you know and i tell you it's so good and and i'm telling you having avi in my life really helped me because uh you know uh, she's starting to learn songs and and so she would just you know i you know she goes to sunday school and then she and in the best moments she's like i have peace like a river i have peace <laughs> and i'm like wow and so i started singing that song and and it it made me like yeah man that's 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 what i need you know and you know i can't get over like a kid taught me like reminded me like hey man just remember to sing songs in your heart making melodies in your heart singing i tell you it, it reminded me like oh wow i i kind of focus on the problem so much i kind of didn't give thanks to god you know for like if i look at the big big picture like man things are good things are really good but when you focus on a problem you're like man I, I it's just the whole day is like misery you know and so again part of the rebuilding of the wall you know in order to rule over our own spirit is to walk in the spirit okay so the the next one is going to be watergate watergate um and that's in verse 26 and 28 uh this is a shorter one it says moreover the nephnims dwelt in ophel unto the place over against the water gate toward the east and the tower that lieth out after them the turquoise repaired another piece over against the great tower that lieth out even unto the wall of ophel okay so the 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 water gate again very closely related to the fountain gate okay and if we compare scripture to scripture uh, we see ephesians 5 26 says that he may sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word and so again you got the word of god back into the equation we already see the the ancient path right the old path focus on the word and then here again we have the 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 water gate right when we compare scripture to scripture and and i thought wow ephesians chapter 5 verse 26 the context is actually uh husband loving your wife just as christ loved the church and and let's read that passage because i got a point that i like to make here it says husband love your wife husbands plural love your wives plural even as christ also loved the church and gave himself for it that he may sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word okay and it's interesting that the loving came first then the cleansing of the word okay and i thought wow that is that is neat because one of the one of the big problems in life is sometimes we we do not allow god to love us it's so weird you know and even in this world we sometimes do not allow people to love us have you met those like have you met those people or maybe it could be you at, at different seasons in life because you've been disappointed uh you've been you know um yeah someone didn't meet your expectation you've been heartbroken and so now you don't allow people to love you like it's it's like a weird thing to say but it, it happens I remember there was a roommate and he could only do things for other people but when you do things for him he gets angry 
you know, like he can't receive love because he, he you know, it, he can't let people love him, you know, and it, it's strange, but I'm telling you, Christians, Christians does that, right? And sometimes we, we, we don't allow God to love us because we focus on our own reality and, and, and so the word of God couldn't cut through us. Again, same symptom where we can go service to service, service to service, and, and, and we can't hear God because we, we, we don't allow God to, to love us. And I thought this is so, so neat that, that this verse kind of cuts me that love comes first, but also love comes through a vulnerability that we need to trust God to allow him to enter into our life. And many times, yes, that is true, the word of God, but then people of God too, you know? And there's two problems here. One is people of God do not love other people of God, <laughs> right? That happens, right? Because we're preoccupied with our own problems. And so the admonishment here is we got to love people, right? And the whole, the whole law, right? That Jesus says is what? Love God, love people, right? And that fulfill all the law, right? And so people need to be loved. And, and you, you are that connection. You are that good tiding. And we really need to learn how to love other people more. Uh, and an example would be giving, giving something, right? Whether that's your time or your money, Man, we, we got to give, like, people who go through COVID, man, if we can, like, do something, you know someone is going through something, you can give something, right? And, and, and that would show some love to the other people, right? And then that person can, re- wow, man, God, thank you. They can give thanks to God. Um, we see in Nehemiah chapter 8 when, when they had a revival, right? After all the gates was, was, was built, right? They felt love because now they have security. The walls are all built up. And for the first time, uh, they, they could be attentive to the word of God. When Ezra came with the book of the law to open it, man, everyone came. And they were attentive. And now they can, they can get it in. And then you see this great revival in their life because now the heart is completely open for the word of God to go through. And so many times again, when we don't allow God to love us, again, maybe because we felt God disappointed us or that people disappointed us or leaders disappointed us or whatever it is, we close that, that, that gate. And then no matter how much you learn, uh, you know, you still feel miserable, you know. Uh, you know, so that's why even, even Peter, the apostle Peter, right, as he gave us that, that, that sequence, you know, add to your faith, virtue and virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, and then brotherly, brotherly kindness, charity. Charity is the ultimate, right? Charity is the ultimate. Paul also reached the same conclusion that charity is the key thing here. And so the word of God, man, with love, man, it will transform people's life transform people like but people need to be loved so key point number seven here is let god love you let god love you right let god love you number eight horse gate horse gate speak to us as of warfare as horses were used in battles and so when you when you read the bible you see like horses is always a symbol of battle how many horses do they have and so on using horses for battle uh, Revelation chapter 19, verse uh, 11 is in your notes. Uh, Jesus came with a horse, look, and I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as flame of fire, and of his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself, and he was clothed with vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the word of God. Wow. Okay. The horse gate, there, there's battle. There's spiritual battle happening today uh, that, that our eyes cannot see. 
Okay, so so the admonition here, key point number eight, is to engage in spiritual warfare. To engage in spiritual warfare. Okay, not that we rely on horses. Even back in the days, right? The horses is prepared against the day of battle, but safety is of the Lord. So it's not so horses today would be our ideas, our discipline, our uh, strategy, right? Of reaching people. Man, none of that really matters because, I mean, it does because God wants to teach us a new thing, but it's of the Lord, right? Um, uh, Psalm 147 verse 10 says, He delighteth not in the strength of the horse. He taketh no pleasure in the legs of, of a man. It is God that ultimately through Pharaoh and all the horses and the riders into the sea. It was God. It was God. And so we need to remember, uh, right, that, that God wants to fight your battle and my battle. He does. He does, but we need to engage in spiritual warfare. And how do you do that? You, you share the gospel. And, and, and then you trust God to grow, and then you be discipled, and then you make disciple. That's, that's all Jesus did when he was on earth, you know, well, in his ministry. You know, he, he grew up until he was 30, and then he started his ministry. And then that three years that's recorded in the gospel, uh, we see that he finished the work that God has called him to do. John 17, you, John 17, you can look that up, right? The work that, that God, the Father, has called him to do, he finished it. And when you read it, it was simply evangelism, discipleship, and then sending out others to do the same. It was that. And it's the same for us. And it's the same for us. That God wants us to battle, to, to, to be in a battleship, right? Not be, not be on a cruise ship, right? There's cruise ship and then there's battleship, right? Christians cannot be on cruise ship you should be in a battleship. Why? Because we're running a race. There's a battle going on that we cannot see. Souls are at stake because the people of God are not doing anything. Right? And, and there's like some famous uh, like proverbs uh, or statement like, like evil happened because good, good people do nothing. It's the same idea. Right? You and I, if you're safe, you have the gospel and you can share that. And that's engaging in spiritual warfare. And then now, man, now it's on. Now you're marked, you know, but that's worth it. It's worth it. Why? Why? Why is it worth it? Because number nine is the east gate. It's the east gate, okay? And the east gate speaks of Christ's first coming and second coming, okay? Uh, you, you see Ezekiel 44 verse 1. Um, uh, Ezekiel 44, uh, verse 1 to 3. Uh, you see that in, in the gospel in Matthew 21 and Mark 11, 1. When, when Jesus came in to Jerusalem, um, he came in, right? Uh, uh, let's, let me read that. When they came nigh to Jerusalem unto Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sent forth two of his disciples. He came in through the east gate. To Jerusalem. Ezekiel said that, that that door will be shut, it shall not be opened, and no man shall enter by it, because the Lord, the God Israel, had entered in by it, therefore it shall be sh- shut. Verse 2 says, It is for the prince, the prince he shall sit in to eat the bread before the Lord, he shall enter by the way of the porch of that gate. Okay, so do you know um, that gate was built in the 6th century or 7th century, but then in the 1600, they, they built that, that gate again. So the old gate is actually underground when they excavate, you know, when they did uh, some, some archaeologist work. So the current gate that if you go to Jerusalem, it's not the gate that is here. It's actually above. Okay. But, but, but one of the sultans, you know, actually uh, completely closed that gate because they, they don't want, they, you know, the idea is the Messiah will come back through that gate. So we're going to close that gate. Okay. And so it shut down. So if you go and, and, and Google this East Gate, you see it's like shut, it's shut gate. And not only that, uh, they put like a cemetery right in front of it today. 
And so the idea of that is, you know, you, you know, you know, if Messiah come, then he has to go through a cemetery. It's unclean, so he can't come through that gate. Do you think that will affect Jesus coming back? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, Zechariah 14, verse 3. Um, 14, verse 1. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. For I will gather all nations against uh, Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken, and the houses rife, and the woman ravished, and half the city shall go forth into captivity. Uh, I'll fast forward. Zechariah 14, verse 4. And his feet shall stand in the day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on, on the east, and the Mount of Olives shall cliff in the midst thereof towards the east and towards the west. So, so the, 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 the idea here is that God is going to come back through the east gate. Okay? So have you, have you, uh, have you seen uh, Lord of the Rings? Yes. At least like, <gasps> yes. Have you done a marathon? Uh, one of the, my favorite one, I don't know which one was it, but when, when they were surrounded in the castle, number two, and, and, so, and, and so they, 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 you know, so they were fighting and fighting, and then, like, it was just overwhelming, but then, uh, who's the lead character, the guy? No. The, no. Our Aragorn. Aragorn. So Aragorn, I think it was Gandalf as well, but they all kind of, like, Let's, let's go all out. It doesn't matter. And then they charge outside to the battlefield. Remember that, that moment? And then what happened in the east? And like, the, I mean, they stole that right from, from the Bible. And with the white horse. Right? Remember that scene? And I always like cry when I watch that scene. Because I'm like, am I going to be that person, right, who like, go all out, like finish the race strong. And like, I don't care how many is out there. I'm going out. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I, I think of that, I get emotional. Because it's like, a part of me is like just scared, right? And, and if we're honest, man, we're scared. Like, like, man, can I do this, right? And, but man, they went out and, and they fought. And, uh, and then, man, in the east, <laughs> This white horse came and it's like boom, and it was, it was on. And I just, I just think of that, like when Jesus comes back, you know. Um, so the East Gate, be filled with hope. Be filled with hope is that key point here. Now Romans eight eighteen says, "For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us." Okay, and then Romans 12, 19, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give place unto the wrath, unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. We don't have to, like, try to revenge, try to, you know, yeah, get justice for ourselves. You know, Christ will do it. We don't have to be bitter with the, the stuff that happened to us. Christ knew all about it. He knew all about it. Okay, so, so which leads us to the last gate, okay, which is the gate of Mithkart. And, and from the Hebrew word, it means the appointed place uh, or inspection. Okay, so guess what? It will be inspected of you. There's going to be gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, and stubble, right? Uh, there's going to be an inspection of the type of work that you have done on this earth. And the Bible says that the fire will, will test it and see what it is. You know, so now all the, the fake it till you make it, like, uh-oh, it's not going to work. You know what I'm saying? So, so we need to know that this myth card will affect how we build our walls, right? Man, I, I don't have time to play. I don't have time to play games. I don't have time to be fake. I don't have time to, you know, try to be a people pleaser, but a, a, a God pleaser. I want to do the right thing. I want to establish the word of God as the foundation of my life. I want to follow the Holy Spirit, you know, because one day everything will be revealed. Inspection is going to come. Inspection is going to come. Uh, if, you, if you haven't uh, listened to Mark Trotter, he did uh, a thing in Certainty Conference. And Mark Trotter is one of the best storytellers 
uh, again, it's one, another one of those that I cry again because I because like again, not not to spoil, but but like the person woke up and like <gasps> like I got another chance. And I'm like, I need that chance in my life. You know, I need that chance in my life. And so that helps us to like, again, redeem the time and not, not mess around. And, and so uh, do not be at the judgment seat of Christ and then turn out to be that fictional person in his story that has a lot of regrets. And you see like people who actually follow the Lord and they're there and they're receiving the rewards from the Lord and they, they are clothed with garments of honor and so on. And then the Bible says there will be people that will be naked. And not naked as in uh, the way we see nakedness. Naked as in like you don't have much, you know, to show for. Like you just save, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like yes, you've been paid by the blood of the Lamb. Yay! But like, like, like my, you know, family members are not here. You know, my best friend is not here. My neighbor is not here because I didn't say anything. And then you're like, wow, what, you know? So First uh, uh, Corinthians 3.13, it says, Every man's work shall be made manifest. Every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work for of what sort it is. First Corinthians 3, verse 13. Let's pray. Uh, Father, thank you for tonight. Uh, thank you for your word. Uh, the, all these gates that we, we studied, uh, just amazing. Like, like you set it up. Like, and, and when we study it, there's so much to it that if we just glance through it, we wouldn't have got it. And so, God, I just thank you for the treasure that is in your word. And I, pr I pray that it would not just be an intellectual exercise for us, that we would take it seriously. Uh, Lord, that we would go all out every day, pace ourselves uh, to be that living sacrifice, a little here, a little there, you know, and then slowly we become more like you and slowly we reap that, 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 that reward of, of joy and love and peace and long suffering. And that's real, that's authentic and that we don't have to fake it. And Lord, that our spirit, our, our, our spirit would be in a place where we can uh, be attentive to you. We can, we can uh, allow you to love us the way that, that you have designed it. And, and Lord, you know our heart is deceiving above all things. And so Lord, help us not to be deceived, uh, but Lord, to put our faith in you, to remember that you are that first gate, that, that gate of sheep. And that, that gate, that door is open to us and that you're willing, that you're a good father. And so help us to remember that, that you love us. You've already proven that on the cross, and you continue even today to pursue uh, the safe and the lost. And so, Lord, help us as believers of Jesus Christ, uh, Lord, to follow you and to go all out, uh, Lord, knowing that, Lord, you're coming back soon. And I pray tonight, if there's anyone here that do not know you as their Lord and Savior, they know you by name, but not really in, in, in a personal relationship with you by faith. And so, Lord, I pray for that person. Uh, Lord, if, if this person is here, I pray that they would receive uh, that, that sacrifice through your son, Jesus Christ, tonight for real. Uh, ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.